we saw Bitcoin in your bag and need to check. <laughs> they said they saw it. Excuse me, sir. Is that is that Bitcoin? Are you buying drugs? Is that Bitcoin in your bag? It was, it was sort of gold and glittering, wasn't it? Right. He unlocked my treasure chest and behold, it was a million Bitcoin. Da-na-na-na. Please. Every week, Wednesday night, right here, live, yet another texture.com. Check it out. I'm at Lee. Joining me this evening, we got the whole group back together. Aunt Pruitt, what's going on, man? What's going on, Mr. Lee? Good to have you. Larry Press back. What's up, Larry? Howdy, guys. Good to see you. Mike Rothman also back with us. How you doing, Mike? Gentlemen, I've been missing you. Good to be here. <laughs> Missing the Yats, what's it like to like be the Yats and then to have to be in a car driving because your flight got canceled listening to the Yats? Oh, man, I'll tell you. I, I, all I can tell you is that I was overcome with tremors all the way home thinking of you guys listening to you, having a good time, and <laughs> I'm sitting there driving. You like That's trying. Cool. You listen while you drove? Well, mostly not. He would have if, you know, he would have been by I, himself. I would have if I could have streamed. <laughs> or that, right? Damn data caps. Yeah. Got to be picky with the bits that I get to my phone because, you know, there's only so many and I don't, I can't afford to pay them for more. <laughs> I guess is how that works. I don't know. Uh, all sorts of stuff going on. Lots of acquisitions. Accu-hires, I think is what they call them. Um uh, I guess we can start with the one last week since uh, we didn't get your guys' opinion on it. But, of course, Facebook and WhatsApp. Um, Facebook saw a little migration of users that were using WhatsApp that stopped using it once Facebook acquired them. Which is weird because it's like, I don't know what they're worried about at that point. WhatsApp isn't a secure messaging platform at at all. It's just messaging. So I, I don't understand like what they were worried about and then the the option that they went to like telegram or something wasn't secure either even though it says it is but anyway um mike any any thoughts on that real quick i, I know it's it's old well, news it's, but it's interesting it's just, it's just so absolutely phenomenally unbelievable that facebook would think that this little app that's so easily replicated is worth $16 billion. I mean, that's more money than I can even imagine. Not the app, so, the user base. A lot of so users, user base, and if you... It's, it's a 400 million, something like 400 million users, and it's probably got a fair amount of uh, separation from the Facebook's uh, user base. I just wish Facebook lots of luck with this acquisition, guys, because I don't see it, I don't understand it, you way overpaid. What kind of bubble are you people at Facebook living in? 
Well, and if you do the numbers, if you do the math, uh, somebody else already did them for us. The per user cost was pretty much the same as their Instagram purchase. Just scaled, right? And yeah, so you put that purchase. you put that together with Microsoft Skype. They have voice. Facebook lets you make voice calls. Now you have the messaging side of it. I, I, I don't know, like, what they're aiming for. There is no Facebook phone. Facebook Home was crap. I mean, are now, they just I will Facebook say, I think Home? Wow. Of, right? I, I, think, I think a messaging app makes a whale of a lot of sense instead of paying the phone company for SMS service. But the phone company can keep SMS and it's it, the profits it's been raking in off of that service. Let me just use a simple little app like WhatsApp. WhatsApp is a good app. And uh, send my little text messages around to, to my granddaughter or my wife or to the neighbor next door. That's cool. That's cool with me. You know, I, I, I think like the app, just not for $16 billion. Sixteen Instagram. I, I think part of the reason they they wanted it so badly was that, and it goes along with the cheap cell phones that we were talking about last week. I think they're really starting to see a push and and the you know possibility of a growth market in developing nations. And WhatsApp is really big out of the United States. My wife's been and all the people, her family in Chile, have been using WhatsApp for months and months since way before uh, you know you started hearing about it. And so it's it's really big. They got something like 450 million users, and a lot of them are not in Europe and the United States. And I think that's the market they're looking for. Well, and speaking about that market, there was another story. Uh, it's not in the rundown, but did you see what you know? Google was doing the Project Loon with weather balloons, trying to get connectivity. Yeah. They're doing something using solar-powered drones to get connectivity to uh, to places like that. So you get them connectivity. You give them a phone that has some crap version of Android on it, but it's got Facebook, it's got messaging, it's got phone calls through Skype, Microsoft, or Facebook, whatever they put that in. And, uh, yeah, there you go. I saw that story, I think, this morning, and my first thought was, or maybe yesterday, my first thought was there are two Silicon Valley um, uh, companies with more money than God has and they're, they're each trying to outspend the other on loony ideas. Let's get them drones. Yes. Let's, let's do, let's go. Merca. Drone route. Merca. Yes. <laughs> we'll get them you know, drones. Sounds really goofy. Drones. It worked for uh, Jeff Bezos on that silly uh, promotional thing he did for uh, Amazon. So it'll work for Facebook. That is true. And drones are way cooler than quadricopters. I mean, come on. Let's be real here. And definitely more more uh, cooler than uh, than balloons. True. And balloons, that... that's 19th century. Well, you know, there was a company <laughs> that, was, that was really big in, in doing dirigibles. They sold a couple to, uh, I can't remember, one of the Central American nations. But as far as I know, I can look it all up at I don't think that it, I think it crashed in, not literally crashed in burn. The Hindenburg? Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh. Yeah. That's, I know. There really was a company. Because that one crashed in burn. I heard about a hundred right. years ago that was really going after that market with lighter than air loopies. Uh, and we used to use the balloons, we used balloons to jam uh, uh, Cuban uh, signals too. Nice guys that we are. 
can't be getting those signals through, especially if you're Cubans up. That's right. <laughs> uh, other acquires Flipboard getting Zite from CNN, which is a, a broad advertising content type of thing. Sixty million, a little more in the realm of like some sort of reality that I guess you and I are living in. I, I don't know. Sixty uh, million. That's chump change. Compared to sixteen point nine billion, I yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not even a, a, a tenth of an Instagram for God's sake. Have any of you used Zite? Uh, Negative. It's, it's just a competing uh, digital magazine, isn't it? It's just a competitor of Flipboard. Right. Says, I never heard of it until today. It says CNN mentioned it. CNN got them yeah. back in twenty eleven for twenty million dollars. Uh, the two companies said that the Zeit team of about 20 people in Frisco will move over to join Flipboard over in Palo Alto, uh, except for the founder, Mark Johnson, who said he is leaving to pursue other opportunities. Take my check and peace out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> gonna go in NDA, of course. I'm going to go build balloons over at Google. <laughs> he's, he's, he's going retiring to some island. They say by... <laughs> The, the prepared statement, always good. They say, by tapping these expertise, we will create new revenue opportunities and expand CNN's already massive mobile audience. With this deal, CNN is invested in the long-term success of Flipboard. You know what that makes me want to do? Hit uninstall on Flipboard and just yeah. use Google Play Newsstand because those are the two I'm using right now. And I don't know, this... There's ads in Flipboard, whatever. You just flip them. It's not a big deal. I don't know what this is going to do. I like Flipboard, but I also like Google Play Newsstand, which is awesome too. So who knows? I've gotten used to Play Newsstand, and um, it's pretty. I can't remember the last time I opened up Flipboard, and I used to love Flipboard. Yeah, yeah, same here. It, it's really pretty, and the, the text is nice, and the way it's laid out is nice, and I like that it follows the same... Uh, Google experience where you have your tab with the read now, you know, yep. m- music has that, the play now. I mean, they're all, it, it's nice. It, it looks really good and it's nice to read and yeah. And a nice widget too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I have that on the screen that I have my Ingress widget on. It's the screen I never look at. But yeah, <laughs> it is a nice widget. Uh, real mm. quick, speaking of widgets, I'll mention uh, a while ago on AOTA, we mentioned the Moto X had the thing called the Spotlight Player, and it was like that interactive movie thing. Uh, they yeah. finally came out with another one. Just just yesterday, got an update. This one's called Buggy Night, and you basically... Was the first one with the red hat and the mouse? Or... Right, Windy Day. Uh, this one's Buggy Night. This one's made with Moto and Mark Oftedal. The first one was Moto and Jan Pinkova. That means anything to you, but uh, it's a bunch of bugs, and, and you follow them around. And spoiler alert: they get eaten by a damn frog, and it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, well, I won't spoil the rest of it. You'll have to have a Moto X and and the Spotlight widget to find out. But I, I I was thinking to myself the other day, like, man, it's been a while since I've seen a new one of these. Was it just a flop that they decided mm, that was enough? And then, uh, yeah, they finally came out with an update, and it's pretty awesome. I, I watched it this morning. I let Kelsey watch it. She was like, ah, it's awesome. It's Frog. Just ate that bug. <laughs> but, yeah, I want all movies to eventually be like that. 
I want to go into a place with a giant screen that you just move around and it's like the movie and you can watch whatever <laughs> part of the movie you want. That would be cool. Look behind you. The bugs are eating the frog. Exactly. Hey, you know, talking about Moto X's, let me digress a second. Oh, please. Did you guys, um, what is it, Republic Wireless, that one of the Sprint MVNOs? Yep. It's selling, uh, uh, what do you call it, Moto X's. And the, the thing is, you know, their their deal is, if you've come across them, is they seamlessly switch from Wi-Fi to uh, the cell network, and they try their best to always stay on Wi-Fi. And so my question is, if you get one of their Moto X's, can you take it anyplace else, or is it um, locked onto their network because of that automatic switching algorithms? I, as far as, like, a different – like, you couldn't take it on Verizon – because of the antennas and stuff, right? But I think you could take it on an actual AT&T network, right? That's how it works. I don't know, except except that it's got that look for a Wi-Fi, and if you've got a Wi-Fi, jump on the Wi-Fi thing. Uh, is that going to get in the way of, of going to another? Uh, it shouldn't, as that. long as there's no Wi-Fi there to connect to. It does that so that it's taking the strain off of the network. No, I understand, but what happens right. if you're a, if you become a... Like you say, go to ATT. Is that phone going to work just fine, or is it going to be broken and and stuck on uh, Republic I, Wireless? No, I I, I think I think it defaults to cellular when there's no Wi-Fi. The question I would think about is, are the cellular providers going to start blocking Republic because they don't like their model or Ting? Maybe that's or, what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm asking, I was asking, yeah, that's the business thing. I was asking more about the, if, if there's some technical reason, like, uh, you know, if their ROM's going to get in the way. The only thing I could see that it wouldn't work, and it's not on the ROM, it would just be in the radio hardware. If the if exactly. it's not, if it's set to only accept the frequencies that are given to them through the MVNO, then it won't work on anything else except for that. But if it has wideband and different, it should work. But like I said, we don't have that up here, so I can't. I don't get to play with it. Yeah. I think Joey yeah. from AOTA had it once. It's and... a question officer. Yeah. Do you guys have okay. that where you're at, Ant? Uh, no, I thought it was only up in the New England area. Well, it'd be anywhere that Sprint is. Sprint, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a there's Sprint MVNO. I know that. Right. We're only no, we're Verizon. I've got Ting now. It's a Sprint MVNO, and it's fine. I have coverage every place I go. You should Which call them and you should call them and ask them and report back to us next yeah, week. Yeah, no, I will definitely. I will follow up on that. Larry, you're, you did you say you're using Ting? Yeah. And does it include 4G coverage? Sell sell um, you know, data. Yeah, if your phone's up for it, yes. And what? And I assume that in the middle of LA where I am, the coverage is pretty good. I have just an old shitty phone that doesn't have LTE. And what's your bill like yeah, every month? Hmm? What's your bill like for cell coverage? Nothing. I have because I don't use that much. Very very low. Yeah. Uh, sometimes 50, 15 to 30, 40 bucks a month. Wow. Really cool. I got yeah, it. really more like fifty. But I don't use it like you guys do. I I live with a laptop glued to my lap and yeah. that's my you know that's Which, where all my my usage goes and that it, means it, you it have covered that means you have wi-fi there too right if you're on a laptop totally. that's connected oh, yeah, to something exactly. which means your phone's yeah, probably no, is, uh, living on wi-fi 
Yeah, and it, between where do I work, at the university or in my house? Right. And I'm on Wi-Fi no matter where I am. See, I actually try to make it a point to, like, keep my phone on LTE only just to really get the most out of my, my money for my unlimited plan that I still have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting mine for the rest of you that had to stop getting yours. I appreciate you doing it. At, man. like, two gigs. When you guys had to stop, I, I like, I'm like, you know what? I will get it for you. I I feel so much better for my outrageous cellular right now. <laughs> <laughs> you should all feel much better, like Mike yeah. here. Hey, if you guys are feeling bad, I just popped into the rundown. Uh, Cuba uh, this week announced the pricing on their new thing in Cuba, mobile access. And this uh, isn't look at the rundown, see the prices, and then you won't feel so bad. This isn't the prices we talked about last week, is it? Yeah, yeah. This is that graph that we had from uh, last episode, right? Oh, I had that last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, remember because when you get old, man, you forget. No, it's all good because it is to watch a Netflix uh, movie on your that phone. Kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, how good House of Cards is good, but I don't know if it's like a thousand hundred. Like, I don't know. Is that yeah. good? I mean, it is. That's I'm sure. I'll wait until Easy I'm on you to say. on Wi-Fi. Have you guys all finished House of Cards season two? Are we all I finished it yesterday? I so you, so Ant knows. Okay, so not you got. Yeah, okay, no spoilers, so that's, please. That's interesting. Um, I, I just finished The Wire. That broke my heart to see it end. Really, that's one I never, never uh, watched. I didn't watch The Wire. It's really cool. So, Ant, with all of this popularity, whenever anything becomes either popular or a complete tragedy, yeah. uh, people will take advantage of it, as we know. Um, Netflix becoming the same. Getting some scammer tech support happening. And to me, it's funny, but it's also sad, man. It's similar to how back in the holiday season last year, Microsoft was getting some uh, scammers calling customers saying, hey, we need to um, get your IP address because you may need to have Windows updates running. And they get the IP address and basically throw a little backdoor in and just check out what's all on their computer. Well, these guys that are scamming his Netflix tech support are pretty much doing the same thing. You get a, get a notification in your email and it takes you to a phony baloney Netflix site that says your account is locked out or something to that effect and forces you to call them. So you call them up and you follow some nice intricate steps to, to go through a verification and then they fix you right on up. Quote, unquote. Yeah, really. <laughs> fix you right up with crypto? The other day who had an Indian accent asking me, saying that they've gotten a report that my computer is slowing down. Have I noticed it? And I played along with him for a few minutes. Then I just said, man, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> well done. I feel like there's recordings of people doing that and, like, really taking yeah. them to task on, on, like, YouTube or something. I want someone to call me up. <laughs> I'll record that. I'll, I don't care. I'll, I'll straight up record it. I'll splice it after the fact. You know this call is being recorded just in case it's a two-party state. <laughs> By the way, Trace is now complete. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Trace is complete. 
it's so sad though, man. These guys they made that 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 site, and when you first glance at it, it looks like Netflix. But yeah. of course, you have to look at the URL. And well, and URL if you know, totally if up. you follow security at all, you know a lot of those phishing uh, scams come from programs that have these built into it. There's a Gmail login generator page, and it'll make mm. you a page that looks just like the Gmail login page. I'm sure somebody made one like, oh, here's a Netflix page, and here's a Facebook page, so scam whoever you want. You know, it's just, it's now to that point where it's big enough to be a legit target, and there's a lot of juicy stuff there that people want. You know, my question is, what is the penetration that these guys had as far as a success rate? Because that that particular article there on Yahoo shows you going through Google Chrome, a, a, a desktop or a laptop web interface. Are more people watching it on the computer versus watching it on a Roku or any other set-top box? Do you guys know? No idea. I have no idea. I, I would think the, the the Roku and the Apple TV would be two major sources. Yeah. But the fact that these guys said, you know what, mm, let's shoot some phony baloney emails out. And, and this is the exact same method, right, where they have somebody pull up, like, uh, they'll hit, like, Window R to open run, and they'll ty- tell them to type, like, Netstat or something or, or yeah. get the command line up. <laughs> And they'll it'll show them stuff, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's bad, that's terrible," you know. And then it's like, "Oh no, now I'm worried." Uh, they say after that, the scammer switched over to a quote Microsoft certified technician. This doesn't actually make any sense when you think about it, because of course, problem was with Netflix. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, during the process, the scammers combed uh, this guy's computer for any files that might prove lucrative, banking info, personal idea, uh, documents, and so on. Then after picking apart his documents, they sent him a bill for the maintenance they'd performed. Total came to $389.97. But don't worry, because you'll get a $50 Netflix discount. Wow. Uh, except except that you won't because it's all fake. So oh, That is really cheeky. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot of times people just come up to me and ask me random questions in passing. And first I thought it was just my curse because it's not like I love talking to people in general. So it's like I draw random conversations all the time. And when I get in these conversations, I'm throwing out fake information because uh-huh. of social engineering. Always, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm unbelievable as always. What do you do for a living? Yeah. I live in mail. We all know you that's know BS. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I'm never tell. I don't know. I don't know who you are. You know, I'm not going to be totally rude and just tell them to piss off or whatever. But so, that and too, you got to remember, like nine times out of ten, that's all pre-programmed response, right? Mm-hmm. So you can throw. I mean, it's you really want to talk about how I'm doing, or are you just going to say good, good, and pass it? You know, it's so you can yeah. you can. Yeah, I don't know. It it gets old after a while. Oh, so you got kids? Yeah, how old are they? Not old enough to work. In the store. Right? <laughs> don't give them, don't give them ages. Don't give them birthdays. Why? Do you want to buy some or I mean, right. are we just <laughs> <laughs> you 
<laughs> so, and of course, the moral of the story is don't ever install anything somebody on the phone tells you to, especially if it's remote control software viewer called Team Viewer that lets people open your stuffs. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Don't 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 totally schneid Team Viewer. No, it's not Team Viewer's fault. Team it's them cool using yeah. Team Viewer to do this. You I could just as easily call you up and get you to download a VNC thing and, you know, mm-hmm. there's many ways to do it. But this yeah. they happen to be uh using Team Viewer. So. Yeah. And again, this goes to show you that don't click links in emails. If you would have went to Netflix.com and checked your account, this wouldn't have been there. But guess what? You didn't. You clicked on the link in the email that said Netflix.com, but that was HTML. And behind that, it took you to not Netflix.com slash your effed backslash dot PHP. Like that's and and now you owe some jackass on the internet three hundred and eighty nine dollars and ninety seven cents. And he owns the keys to your kingdom. Pretty pretty much until that stuff blue screens and you get a new kingdom. That's fine. Yeah, because you know, just today I clicked on a link in an email from Amazon. <laughs> And, it, and I normally never, ever do that, you know, because I've been ordering crap left and right. I mean, freaking Amazon. Y'all should pay me, damn it. But it but, said I won $500. I had to click it. You know, and so I, it, I went, I got the little notification about shipment and whatnot. So, and normally when I get that, I automatically just go to my Amazon tab because, hell, I never close the freaking Amazon tab in my browser. And just go to my to my options and stuff. But this particular time, I clicked the little track package button, and as soon as I clicked it, I just cussed out loud because I know don't do that. It could it could be a fake. Fortunately, in this case, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Are you sure? And still went back to my thing to my tab anyway. Are you sure? I closed it and went right back to my tab. Are you sure though, or was it supposed to look like? Maybe I got, I, I'm pretty sure it didn't make me log in. It took me straight to it, so I believe it already had the cookie. So don't don't worry, Ant. The, that 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 uh, Python script is now ordering a bunch of stuff on your account that is being shipped to uh, Singapore. <laughs> I'm shipping all of the Super Bowl losers hats and stuff. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. <laughs> but you guys all leave HTML turned on, and you're Email reader. I do. Like some people just do text only. I just use the Gmail thing, so it just does it. Yeah, you took uh, Thunderbird. You can turn it off. But I also know that if you hover over a link and look in the bottom left, it'll tell you where it's really going. Yeah. 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 And and I also know Google does a Gmail, which I use, does a really good job of catching those scams. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. I mean, there isn't a report phishing option for nothing. You know, it's sometimes a couple get through. But we're all here to help make it all better overall, right? You know who else is making things better? The TSA. Have you read this? This is so amazing. Bitcoin? Like, you know what Bitcoin is, right? It's not like like cash money, but it's, it's like digital currency. It's digital. It's virtual, man. Virtual. It's on a whole virtual. N- whole nother plane of existence, like on this thumb drive in my pocket. 
Uh, so, <laughs> last month, a Bitcoin packing traveler got some scrutiny going through airport security. This is in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, Davy Barker of Bitcoin Not Bombs, it's a publicity firm. Uh, they said that plain-clothed TSA agents stopped him after his bag was swabbed for explosives. They said, quote, we saw Bitcoin in your bag and need to check. <laughs> they said they saw it. Excuse me, sir. Is that is that Bitcoin? Are you buying drugs? Is that Bitcoin in your bag? It was, it was sort of gold and glittering, wasn't it? Right. He oh, unlocked shit. my treasure chest, and behold, it was a million Bitcoin. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. And a leprechaun running around and doing a happy dance. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, my traveling companion chimed in and told the agent that what he was saying was impossible because Bitcoin is digital and doesn't actually have any physical manifestation. You can't see Bitcoin. Uh, the orange-shirted TSA agent said they looked like medallions or tokens. I said I didn't understand what he was talking about. And, of course, in TSA fashion, he simply repeated in a childlike way, that Bitcoins are like metal tokens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing, really right? Rich. So good. Cool. Uh, the agents... You can, them, you can use them in vending machines and parking meters, I think. Yeah, right. You can use them at the arcade to play games. So they're just tokens. Uh, the agents clarified for Barker that their big concern was that he might be carrying more than $10,000 in Bitcoin, but they lost interest when his companion said he was not traveling internationally. And they're like, well, we don't care then, for oh, some weird reason. <laughs> I inquired about the incident with the TSA. I was told they don't have any special interest in Bitcoin. Uh, they gave me the standard statement that they give when asked whether they search people's bags for marijuana. TSA's focus is on terrorism and security threats to the aircraft and its passengers. TSA screening procedures are focused on security and are designed to detect potential threats to aviation and passengers, or at least to look like uh, that's what they're doing. But it's just theater. It's all theater of the mind. On a little, little more alarming angle on Bitcoin is that a second Bitcoin exchange has uh, gone bankrupt after Mount, being hacked. Mount Gox down for the count? Well, Mount Gox, we knew about that. That went belly up a week or ten days ago. Right. So there's and another one. Wow. There's Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's Felxcoin. F-E-L-X-C-O-I-N. Uh, uh, you go to their site today, and their site describes uh, an attack that happened to them on March 2nd, uh, in which they were robbed of uh, all coins uh, in uh, in their hot wallet. The, so the attacker made off with 896 bitcoins uh, that went off in very in to various other addresses in the Bitcoin uh, universe. So another hack, another uh, 
exchange that has folded. I think this is uh, curtains for Bitcoin here before very long. I don't think so. I I have to disagree. I don't think it's curtains why, wait just a because. Why do you disagree? Because just because a couple of exchanges, just because a couple banks get robbed, dollars aren't obsolete. Like it's it's problems that'll get worked out. The underlying technology that hand, that Bitcoin, the blockchains are all working on is fine. It's these exchanges and their piss poor security measures. I, I mean, Mt. Gox, that might have been something else because some of them kind of disappeared with a lot of money. So I don't, know. Crooks, I don't uh... know. But the, this other one just sounds like poor, poor security implementation. But it's not well, the I don't know. Thing. I, I kind of hope you're you're right about that, Matt, because I I'd like to see some pseudo sur currency work out. But Dogecoin. Think, it's going to be I, Doge. I, I think most people are going to be pretty cautious about putting their their uh, their funds in a place that is so easily hacked. Yeah, well, and, and why are and, they and putting... Fact, there's no recourse. Why are you putting your funds in an exchange? Like, you shouldn't be camping funds in an exchange. Your funds, like I said before, should be on a thumb drive not connected to anything. Like, why... The only reason you use the exchange is to get money in and out. So if you're camping there with a bunch of money, like, that's just asking to get... to have problems. That That's leaving it... It's not in your control at that point. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's still new. This stuff will definitely get worked out. And maybe it you're right. Definitely. It might not be Bitcoin, but the technology of cryptocurrency will definitely continue on, I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Unless governments ban it, then it'll probably take off even more. <laughs> Who knows? Best thing that ever happened to Bitcoin. Right? Pretty much. <laughs> I did notice, like, what was it, four months ago, maybe five months ago, a lot of people on Facebook were super excited about the Bitcoin miners that they had ordered. And then when they got them, they were super excited and posting things like this many more estimated days until I break even and then I'll start making money. You know what I've seen lately? Nothing. Silence. Not a peep. <laughs> Not a peep. Doing the math, uh, I don't think you've reached your break-even point yet. Uh, just, just guessing. So this sounds awful lot like a pyramid scheme to me. Uh, in more physical technology, the uh, the the fake leather Chromebook. Are you guys down with this? Uh, Chromebook, Samsung Chromebook Two, with its fine Corinthian leather, hand stitched. Buy a, buy a machine. Yeah, until you said $400. <laughs> what is this, well, a Pixel? This is the Pixel 2? Yeah. Don't you think the Chromebook world is ready for something faster than the little crappy ones and cheaper than... Oh, the it is Pixel? absolutely, but not for, like Aunt said, $400. No. And I can't say they're crappy, Larry. Would you, would you give... Four, yeah, that's, you've got one. I would take no, that one. one. I don't have one, but I would I would take one. I like the. Um, no, I almost bought one of the uh, HPs, but then they had the issue with the power supply. Well, not power supply, but the power cord. So I didn't get it. Like I'd give four hundred dollars for a Pixel. 
For four hundred dollars, I'd get a tablet and a keyboard, and the tablet would run Android, which has Chrome, but it also <laughs> has Android, and it yeah. has a keyboard. I I don't know. You could do a lot better for four hundred. And I'm so yeah. sick of Samsung. Can I just say that I am so over Samsung? I don't know it. Uh, the new S5 is uh, just like everything they're doing is just like pissing me off for some reason. I don't even what care. What Samsung like, do to you, Matt? Come on. What? No, I know nothing. I I don't. I shouldn't even care. You know what? Never mind. I don't even care. They, they gave you, you many years of reliable service on your Galaxy Nexus. That's what they did. Yeah, that's true. Until they failed to bring out any kind of sufficient dock that utilized the pogo pins they put in it for some weird reason. But that's fine. It's not their fault. Whatever. Whatever, Samsung. And that's true. My my girlfriend and my roommate both have an S4 and an S3, and they love them. Neither of them have ever played with Android before those phones, so that might say something for it. You don't know any better. TouchWiz is great when you don't know any better. Yeah, says a lot. (laughs) Yeah, all right. So, Chromebook 2? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no. Not for 400 bucks, no. No, 13-inch display, 400 I mean, again, I like the HP model that's out there, you know, and it's right at 300 bucks. but they need to have some type of documented fix on the power cord because, I mean, yeah, this is Chateau Ghetto, but damn, it's my Chateau Ghetto. I don't want it burning down. You know? <laughs> so it's running what's basically in the, the S5. It's got the Exynos, and you can get an 11.6 or 13.3 size. One for four hundred, one for three twenty. So you're you're buying a phone in the shape of a laptop that has fake leather on it uh, and just runs a browser. Not you're buying a phone in the shape of a laptop. I think you're just a hater, man. I think you're just a hater. I am. I'll hate on it. I'll hate on it all day. My my How laptop. My laptop blue screened last night. So there. So I'll hate on yeah, all of this. Taking it back to pen and paper. I don't think have anything against Samsung, but they they load their products up with all sort of crappy software. Yeah. And that and you can't uninstall it the stuff unless you root the phone. Does and does that I do hate on. Does the Chromebook come with TouchWiz? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, it's got to come with TouchWiz. Oh man. Uh, sixteen gigs storage. Which is better than the 16 gigs of storage on the phone because, like you said, you you end up with, like, five by the time it's said and done. Yep. And how how much memory? Is it four gig memory or two or what? Four. It's usually two. This this has four. That's the thing. Most of them are four. Both models. I have eight in my laptop, and it's not that big. So there's but a lot of a Windows. That's running a Windows environment, Larry. Yeah, I understand it. I don't know how to make the comparison between the two. I like how it says four gigs of RAM, which is probably the minimum you'd want to have. A bunch of browser tabs open without the Chromebook slowing to a crawl, which is awesome because okay. I'm. So what Ant says is true. Maybe you can have a lot of tabs open successfully with only two gig if, if it's just Chrome. Yeah, maybe. I'm doing it with Windows and Chrome, and it's, I don't know, it's not slowing to a crawl, but I'm not opening any more tabs either. They're getting better. 
I mean, when you look at the first Chromebooks, obviously, look at what we have now. This thing put a Chromebook for 200 bucks will look like in five years. That's right. It'll be in your brain. Yeah. Be a brain book. Yeah. Uh, asking the question here on the Quartz article, will a smartphone processor do the trick? I think so. Smart my my Moto X is faster than this Vio I'm using, and it you know there's, I think it it could totally handle it. It's amazing to even think about, that, and but it's it's true though. Better battery life, right? Because it's already designed to to be on a phone if they're using that same Exynos, so it knows it only has this much battery. So in a Chromebook, obviously, you can fit more battery. Good stuff. But not for four hundred bucks. Yeah, I'd give it a try. Just not at that, not at that price. Sorry. Yeah, I'd love to hear how uh, Larry saved a third off of his cable bill. <laughs> you can you can go and uh, read the. I I took notes as I I I went in to return a uh, you know a router Wi-Fi base station to them, which I had been renting just. That's the thing. Everybody does this shit on automatic pilot, including me. I don't know how long I've been paying rent on the thing, but I finally bought one, a new one, and took theirs in. And then I just asked the girl, because uh, it's on automatic pay, oh, by the way, how much is my monthly bill? And she said, oh, it's only 110 now. It was 115 before you brought this thing in. And I that really shocked me. Mm. So then the ensuing conversation, I I logged. I took notes on it and and then transcribed it and, and put it in a blog post. But basically, uh, when she told me that, I said, well, how much is that for phone and how much is for Internet? Because I don't even have TV. And she said, oh, your phone's costing you 40-something a month. Yeah. I said, okay, I want to cancel it right now. And then she said, oh, wait, I can fix that. <laughs> she went through two fixes. The first fix knocked 10 bucks off the bill, and I said, oh, okay, so now my phone's 30 dollars a month. She said, oh no, I took that off the internet. And I said, okay, then I still want to cancel the phone. And lo and behold, the next fix, she kept putting me on promotions. And uh, she had to type quite a bit for the last one. We got it down to $76, where it had been 115 to start with. Good was playing. And, and I said, how'd you do that? And she said, I put you on a promotion. So I said, so that means in a year it's going to go back up to 115 right? And she said, oh, no, uh, every year we jack them up by 5 or $10 a month. Yeah. That's all. But, you know, why do they jack them up? What's the rationale for that extra $10 a month every year? I couldn't start to tell you. Uh, I anyway, it, was, inflation rate. it was bizarre. Um, it was a bizarre conversation. It was. But, anyhow, the moral of the story is I put in the blog post, they say they have 11.1 million what if all 11.1 million of us did the same thing tomorrow? I think that would be really fun. Let's start a movement. Let's start a movement. It's true. Well, I'm happy to finally get my boxes to ship back, my direct TV boxes, um, set-top boxes. Have you guys done that, just threatened to cancel? I didn't threaten. I just said bye. <laughs> I didn't offer you to uh, – you know, the thing is, if the girl would just do a query online – she would realize that I have absolutely no alternative. Yeah. My alternative is 1.5 megabit per second DSL. 
Uh, right. So they've got me. They've totally got me. She didn't have to do any of that, but they tell her to do it. You know, she's mm-hmm. following a script. Well, that's for the shareholders. How many subscribers do we have when it comes up to that board meeting? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know how many subscribers they have, but I can tell you at least one of their subscribers, me, has no alternative. They have me by the short hairs. It's a total monopoly as far as Yeah, they do. Okay. Here's your, your bill will be jacked up next month because they are watching this podcast, right? Right. You know what? I've got a little paranoid about that, so I called back up. I called in. And, and or no, I did a chat, so I got a whole transcript verified my Ah, oh, you got it in writing. <laughs> you got it in writing. That's what's up. I got it in writing. I got it in ASCII, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we can drop your your price by like forty dollars. We're also dropping your bandwidth by like ten megabits. So yeah, no, she said no. I said, oh, so it's gonna be slow. Oh no, it's same bandwidth. That's cool. It's, it's, is your Larry? Is your phone service a a hardwired line, plain old television telephone no, service? No, it's, it's I get my phone what? service through them, through Comcast or um, Time Warner Cable. Right yeah. now, I have hard, I have cable. Their cable is bringing me internet and telephone. I uh, I just canceled our hardwired telephone line. You know that I was paying something like sixty dollars a month for, which is ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. And and replaced it with a service called OMA O O M A. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard is, of them. Yeah, it's VoIP, a, right? It's VoIP. Yeah, it's a little home VoIP kit, and you install this little device on your network at home, and you plug your telephones into it, and suddenly you've got VoIP phone service over your traditional phone devices in the house, and it costs. Uh, about fifteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars a month. Is that like Vonage, where they give you the modem and then you hook your phones into it? Yeah, similar to Vonage. Okay. Sounds Mike, can you plug in a you know a telephone system like a say a four phone uh, wireless phone? Yeah, that's and as a matter of fact, that's what we have. We have a three phone wireless phone, three station wireless phone. Yeah. It. Plugs into to uh, the OMA device, uh-huh. and it's uh, it's you know it's it's there. It, it the installation was about 15 minutes, <laughs> and then I spent another 15 minutes on their website. You go to a website to configure the phone for the services you want. Mm-hmm. You know it 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 records your voicemail and sends it to you as an email attachment. Um, yeah, Google Phone. Yeah, it's great. I did this. Wow. I did something similar to that. I, I believe it's called OB OBI. Oh. And um, I just bought this little box, and it's sitting over here somewhere. And I tied it to a custom Google Voice number, and it's a quote-unquote phone for the for the apartment here. You know, yeah, it's not yeah. necessarily a cell phone, but it's a it's a phone for the apartment, and I'm not paying anything for it other than it's just sitting on my network. So well, of just, course, you know. like none of that's gonna work if the power goes out and there's emergency, like good old copper landlines will, right? Of course, yeah. right? Of course. But you know, can you can you do nine one one? Is there any problem with that? 
No, there's no 911 because it would have to use um, triangulation. Well, I, my OMA service has 911, uh, and nice. it's uh, it's the you know if you're out and around on on a cell phone, there's a uh, non-geographic specific 911 service, mm -hmm. and this OMA device uses that uh, that uh, uh, 911 service. So when you call 911, they don't know where you are. Well, OMA registers, OMA registers the address of okay. each of its customers with the 911 service. So they actually know where I am. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, right now, I guess I'm only paying 20 bucks a month. So it's sort of similar to what you're paying. But uh, I was paying 40 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Radio Shack, are they done? Four hundred million wow. in loss for twenty thirteen gonna close about eleven hundred stores. So sad. I get sort of sentimental because I was I was shopping in Radio Shacks when I was like in college. Mm -hmm. And uh you know they handle they, they, they sold the old Tandy line yep. of yeah. uh, computers. TRS eighty. The trash yeah. eighty. <laughs> I got my yeah. first transistor kit thing from Radio Shack. It was like exactly. this... Oh, man, Bread was, boxes and stuff. Yeah. Breadboards. All that yeah. stuff. But boy, there's there's a Radio Shack store near where we live here that I go into once in a while. I think the last time I went into it, I need, I need it was a Saturday, a Sunday afternoon and I needed a HDMI cable to complete a project I was doing. I went into that store and the least expensive HDMI cable they had for me was like thirty dollars. I told mm. them, I told them to keep their thirty dollar cable, yeah. and I went back. I ordered one on Amazon. That yeah, took a day or two to get here, but it was like six dollars. I had a similar experience. I went in looking for a little power grid because uh, I'd left mine at home, and they wanted like fifty bucks. And it was like they're all over Amazon, Amazon for less than 10 bucks. Yeah, exactly. They say it is sad, because back in the computer hobby days, man, Radio Shack, you would go there. You'd buy components. If you're the thing is, now you go there to buy a cell phone. They sell, yeah, they're a cell phone distributor. Yeah. You walk in there, and that's the first thing you see is the cell phone stands. I think the last... cell phones. I think the last thing I went in there for was some sort of audio adapter and a cable. Yeah, but you, know you had, had to go all the way to the back to find those. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they had it, which was cool. I used to. They used to have ICs and all kinds of stuff though back in, way back in the computer hobby days. I had a cool thing from them. It wasn't a TRS eighty. It was a essentially a, a word processor with a little four line screen. I think it was called the Model One Hundred. Do you guys remember that? That Same ring a bell? That will be no. It was, it was sort of. Uh, it was like a little a electronic typewriter LCD with a the... screen. Yeah. And it was character only and, and a keyboard, and it was really a, it was basically a word processor that you could carry around. But it had uh, a it little memory really on it. For, it was really a handy thing. It was called the Model One Hundred, I think. The R Candy One Hundred or something. I'm gonna look for it. It was a cool machine. I had one of those for years. 
they had neat stuff. So I'm yeah. And uh, they say, simply put, we exceeded our organization's capabilities by trying to do too much too quickly. So operational problems during the holidays they were understocked in some products um just you know problems 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 that's how the tandy model 100 it's a cool it was a cool little so they're gonna try to revamp uh operations merchandise the stores uh the new stores are bright brightly lighted brightly lit uh, whatever, and laid out to offer customers more. Uh, I can't help it. I like uh, to offer customers more opportunities to experiment with new products. You know, let you fly around the drone and stuff, and like the little remote control car. You know, uh, the company also hopes to reinvigorate its brand. On the earnings call Tuesday, uh, Mr. Magnaka made enthusiastic mention of a television commercial broadcast during the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, the eighties called they want their store back, a store employee said as a medley of nineteen eighties characters, including Hulk Hogan, Alf, and of course Chucky. That was a classic commercial. Uh proceed to ransack the aisles. <laughs> does does Radio Shack have to cater more to the mainstream customer instead of the nerdtacular guys? I thought they kinda were. They're in malls. They were, uh, how could they more, you know? Dude, again, just like you said, they're in malls. You walk by a Radio Shack in a mall, there's either nobody in there or two people buying cell phones. Calculators. Amazon. iPods. (laughs) $30 (laughs) HDMI cable. I mean, they are one, Yeah, $30. (laughs) There I'm gonna two... buy one for six dollars, and I'm gonna take it back, and I'm gonna make twenty five dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's, there's two here in my town, and there's another one that I've stopped at near the office. And every single time I've gone in there, I don't care when it is, I'm either the one person in there that's trying to find like you, Matt, like a, a an audio adapter, right, like, right, Y splitter or something yep. like that, <laughs> and. And then the other person is somebody that's trying to get a new phone. You know, we had you know two here. One of them, one of them got shut down. There, there's a mall near us in uh, called Century City, and I was there the other night or about two weeks ago. And there's an Apple store, a Microsoft store, and a Sony store. And the Apple, st- the Microsoft store, and the Sony store are total ghost towns. And the Apple store has got a million people. Always. And I don't understand it. I just don't get it. A lot of it was looky-loos, too, though, Larry. I don't know. It's like the Brookstone, right? Everyone wants to go in it and sit in the massage chair, but, like, one out of every hundred people actually takes one home. Mm-hmm. That's, that's me. It's shiny, right? It's bright and shiny, mm-hmm. and, ooh, let's go play with new Macs or something. I, I don't I know. never have. I, we don't have Apple stores here. <laughs> Up here in America. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty much. Montana, we just call it America. This is real America. America. Uh, but no, yeah, we had two stores here in our little valley, and one of them got shut down. So there's only the one now. Funny enough, the one in the mall got shut down. And even funnier, more enough, Aunt, guess what replaced it? 
What? A goddamn cell phone store. <laughs> See? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> so good. You deserve better. Uh, you know, I tell myself that every morning when I load my work truck by hand. Uh, let's see. Critical crypto bug leaves Linux and hundreds of apps open to eavesdropping. And what in the F? It was a little surprising to hear when I saw that story. Um, but it's it's funny that this pops up just after the Apple iOS and OS Go X, to um, fail. SSL. Yeah. And it's a lot of work um, to look at all of that code and... and, and it was a slip up. That's about the best way that I could put it. Well, sure. And this is kind of the same thing bugging the G- uh, the GNU TLS library, making it trivial for attackers to bypass secure socket layer, the SSL, and transport layer security, the TLS, uh, that are on websites that depend on the open source package. So you can just basically man in the middle that stuff if it's broke. Yeah. No qualms. Unfortunately, the, the folks uh, over at Red Hat, they, they've patched it up. Sure. Any, um, what am I trying to say? It's late. I'm tired. Any, uh, like back, back scatter, anything, anything break because of this? Did any, was anything hacked really bad because of this? No, there were no reports that I could find on it, you know, but nor did we hear the same type of, uh, backlash from the iOS and OS X side too, when they, they had they had their exposure. Yeah. Matt Green, John Hopkins University professor in cryptography, characterized the vulnerability by saying, quote, it looks pretty terrible. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> Is that your well, that's helpful. professional opinion <laughs> or like care to elaborate? The principal security engineer of social and scientific systems, Kenneth White, he agreed, saying, yeah, it's really effed up. No, he said uh, the vulnerability, (laughs) quote, sorry, uh, has a lot of side effects. And that's what I was wondering if there was any, not backlash, but, you know. No. If anything, the, the software store could have had some stuff come through. Um. Or what do you call it? The uh, app get command where you can download programs from the command line. That could have been been a, been a an issue and had some malicious stuff come through that way. But right, that's where the apps come in. They were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I haven't seen any type of you know backlash on it. Good stuff. Was this backdoored? Do you think this was there? Somebody was like, hey, this shouldn't be there. And then they were like, oh, better take that out. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that's where it came from or was it just a mistake? Do you think harmless mistake or was it like a harmless mistake? But somebody was looking to find such mistake. You know what I mean? Sure. But that's what I'm asking. Like harmless mistake put there on purpose for that reason. We can neither confirm nor deny. So I don't know. I just. No. No, I think it was clearly an oversight. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, so many lines of code, right? All Mm -hmm. the lines of code. Just, yeah. Oops. Oops. Considering my kernel, the last kernel I just updated to bork my machine again. So, yeah, I'm sure it was an oversight. Even the great Aunt Pruitt 
is vulnerable to oversight every now and again. <laughs> it happens to the back. Mine blue screen last night right before AOTA. It happens, man. This is how it goes. I didn't write this code. I don't know. There was three go-to fails in my... I, I don't know. Just Boom, blue screen. What's really cool is it's like it's very jarring because you I have two monitors here and they both went black and I I was like oh man here we here go and then boom one blue screen I was like mm-hmm. yes thank you it's exactly what I was hoping would happen right before the show uh, let's see real quick before we get out of here uh, some Flappy Bird news the App Store sees a new clone of the game. About every 24 minutes. Uh, I'm guessing that's the <laughs> iOS store because Google Play banned it a while ago. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, and Getty Photos. Anyone can use Getty Stock Photos for free now. So that's kind of cool. Really? If that is really cool. Wow. I'm I'm sure not for commercial use or anything like that, but if you're just like like what we're doing, you know, we put some pictures in our show notes every now and again and give the credit, and we're you know, we're not charging for any of this. It's all just fun. So, yeah, kind of cool. Uh, in a way, uh, let's see. They say they give you an embed code for WordPress, Twitter, more social networks. They hope to incentivize legal photo uploads the same way Spotify offers free music streams. Uh, this way, Getty also gets to keep control of those photos. If the company removes an image from its collection, the same image will disappear from every site that embedded it. Gee, that sucks. Well, that's why are you embedding anyway? You should never, if you run a site, you should never rely on other third-party embeds like that. I mean, Grant, we do it with YouTube, but YouTube isn't going away anytime soon, and if it does, I'll go through however many episodes, and I'll just take out the little bit of code, and and there, problem solved. But, like, people that, like, make whole things with all of these images, and the images link to, like, five different servers, like, you can't keep track of all that, and if you start getting... Dead links after dead links. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to... images, it doesn't matter if they're small enough, but a video, it's a different story. Yeah, exactly. I'm not hosting each and every one of these on our server. There's there's no way. So, of course not. That's what YouTube's for. I'll host the MP3s all day. That's fine. But All right. Well, anything else we uh, missed or anything that you guys wanted to bring up? There was something that caught my eye. Aereo? You want to mention oh, that yeah, real Aereo. quick? That's interesting. US yeah. going you know, the with... thing that strikes me about that is is all they're talking about, I, I read a little bit about that, is all they're talking about is the copyright issue. But in the first go-around legally, they had legal ex- or technical experts on both sides. Uh, and one guy, you know, the, the guy that was uh, against Ariel was saying that you can't build a, ten- a dime-sized antenna. He was making the assertion that it's that it's kind of a that the technology doesn't really do what they claim that it does. That it was a I've front. I've never seen that further challenged, and I don't understand why. I think they should. I don't know why they quit going after it on a technology basis instead of a copyright basis. But it works, Larry, right? I, my it's... understanding is that Aereo has demonstrated the technology works. You know, this is not smoke and mirrors. They actually have these little antennas 
it actually receives the signals. They actually pipe that signal through the Internet. Do you so, trust their demo? I mean, just think of the, the wavelengths that they're at, and this thing is as big across as a dime. That's a hell of an engineering feat. So you're uh, saying they're a front I, I, for I'm something they're doing. That they really are, that those antennas are really independent. Of but the service works. People are using the service. So you're the saying that works, the antennas the are not what's feeding. the way it says it's working. That's what right, I, okay. I don't disclaim that the service works. They are capturing those signals and they're doling them out to people. It's but a fair really question. capturing on completely independent. I have my 10 cent sized antenna and, and nobody else is using it. And But doesn't that seem like something easy to test? Like you can go over to one of those dime sized things with a meter and see if there's signal. I am skeptical. Well, that's the thing. In the, in the first go around legally, both sides brought in technical experts and the, the AB, you know, the, the, uh, the television network guys said, no way, it's not working. It's, 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 it's essentially one big antenna that, that instead of uh, a whole bunch of little ones. And for sure, it's got to be placed right near the broad. I, I'm sure, it, well, I don't know. I really wish, I am skeptical, that's all I can say, about the technology. But that issue, nobody seems to be raising it. Well, isn't it getting escalated to a higher court, and then they will decide? Well, yeah, but, but the whole issue—if you read what I've read in the just—I haven't read the, uh, the the legal brief or the legal thing, but just in these articles, it's the whole issue that the the um, government brought up. It's all copyright-related stuff. It's not attacking the that this assumption that the technology works the way those guys say it works. So if they—that's enough of a concern, though. But if they go after the copyright side and find that that's, that's not because everyone has their own antenna, then they're doing that based on fraudulent information if those antennas are, in fact, a farce. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, there's, there are two separate issues. In which case, like go that. test it, and let's figure it out. I'm not in New well, York, so I can't better do it. Than I, in, the, in the first trial, they had technical experts on both sides that, did just what you're saying and both came to different conclusions. That's, That's what I'm saying. No, we need somebody else. We need Matt Lee out there. I will go out there with my signal here. fade tester and we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that for a living. I could do that, actually. I'm not a pro or an expert, but I could get up there and do it. No, but could you really tell where that signal was coming from? With, yeah, I mean, you, this, you fall okay, the you damn use, cord. You know more about this RF crap than I do. I'll pull a coax up. like six feet across. And the wavelength of those things is kind of commensurate with that. Um, but there's so yeah, many easy ways to do it. You could shield really. one and see if that was where the signal was coming from. Follow the cable to see what it's plugged into. I mean, I'll go rip that thing apart. I think what you have to do is turn them all off. You have to have just one of them there. Right, yeah, exactly. And then see if you can watch TV with it. And I don't know that they've done that kind of a demo. So you think they're all working in like a, a parallel kind of hookup where they're all that acting was as one guy, big the radio. Expert for the the for the ABC and those guys said, yeah, it's essentially one big antenna. It's like the big array that they're building, right? You use all of these little antennas over like ten acres, and you get this giant antenna eventually. That's he was claiming that they are not independent of each other. He, he built a radio telescope. There you go. Awesome. All right. Well, it's really part of the SETI project. It'll be interesting to see what happens.
Yeah. And uh, yeah, next time I'm in uh, what New York is that where it's at? Yeah. <laughs> we'll I go... think they've moved to some other cities too, haven't they? Yeah, but didn't those other cities say no? Oh really? I thought a couple of them were like, yeah, that we don't want them here. I forget where it was. Texas, maybe. How can a city stop them? Yeah. If they're not break, if they're not breaking the law, what, how can the city stop them from doing it? Uh, it's a good question. Yeah. They did. They said no. We don't want you here. All right, we'll we'll see what happens with that. It'll be uh, interesting. Yeah. We'll definitely keep following it. I think, Larry, did you write up that for and or did you the thing about the antennas? I saw. Oh no, you wrote yeah, about wrote the Comcast when it, when Netflix. It first started, like two years ago, you wrote about the Comcast Netflix thing for and. I saw I saw one of your articles up there. I thought it was pretty interesting. Oh, you mean more recently? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you know that uh, what was it called? The Dell thing disappeared. I guess you guys know that. Tech page one. Tech page one. So now Joy's putting all my not all, but she cherry picks my blog posts and puts them on AMD. Um, Good deal. It didn't disappear. It's still there. It just inside baseball. All right. Yeah. Another Subscribe in iTunes, leave us a rating and a review because that's how more people find us. You can listen to us in Stitcher. Of course, you can email the crew at yetanothertexture.com. Leave us a message, 406-204-4687. And, uh, yeah, check out a new domain.net. Check out Ant Pruitt and his smartphone photographer site and the point-and-shoot hangout on Thursdays. Attack the Androids on Tuesdays. And of course, this has been Yeah, it's every Wednesday night. Check us out, yet another tech show.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll catch Good night you, you all. next week. Good night. Another Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.